Hey all, Raven here. I just wanted to say a couple of things at the top of the episode. There is a content warning for suicide ideation if you check the show notes. The timestamp for that will be in there. Also, our show's theme is Sunride by Crowander, and that will also be linked in the description. Um, And thank you for listening. My name is Raven. And I'm Fancast. What are we what are we doing here at Weepkin Warriors? Well, we're weebs and we're gonna talk on the weekends about anime that you can conceivably finish in a weekend. Good shit! And for our first episode, we are doing Decadence. Uh it is a 2020 anime series with only 12 episodes, easy as hell to finish in a weekend. I say as I haven't finished it, and it's also I mean it's technically the weekend now. But, uh, yeah, in this first episode, we are just going to be going over some basic things. Like, we're gonna go over the first, uh, three episodes of this show, talk about why you should maybe watch it, what there is to it, stuff like that, so. Yeah, the, like, first off, I guess we should say, like, I don't know, probably give, like, a a bit of a, a teaser, a teaser, because this is a show you... You don't want to read the summary or anything until you're at least two episodes in. It's best to go in blind. Absolutely. There's a twist and it is great. Oh, absolutely. I, I think I texted you when I got to episode two and just saw that twist. I was like, what the fuck is going on? This is this is absolutely bad shit. And it's like, mm-hmm. it's a fucking wild one. I'm currently six episodes in. And And I've watched the whole thing. Yeah, and I am just absolutely loving this show. It is, it's so unique. It's, it does its concept and it does it well. It really do. It's kind of a, it's kind of an apocalyptic anime. It's also very uh, relevant (laughs) in 2021. Uh, Just given all of its themes. Yeah, it's... uh... But yeah, but yeah, without getting, but like without spoiling anything, if you like big mechanical city, if you like big monster fights, mm-hmm. if you like just cool looking animation, if you want an anime that is not constantly horny, true, yeah, decadence is for you. Yeah, I don't think I've seen any fan service at all so far in this show, and I'm living for it. Because uh, one thing that listeners will soon come to know, I am not a big fan of fan service. Um, yeah. It's just... Yeah, I'm not, I'm not big on it either. All I'll say is, one character, she has like a little bit of boob socking going on. Her pants are a little shiny, but she's an adult. And yeah. she can do what she wants. And that's yeah. what's important and, to me. <laughs> uh, I believe you're talking about one of my favorite characters in the yeah, show. Yeah, she's one of my favorite characters too. Um, and like, I, honestly, she's valid. Yeah, I cannot for the life of me remember her name, but that's fine. I mean, again, I'm only six episodes in and it is up there on my list. So I'm just going to throw out like a, a a spoiler warning, if you will. Spoiler for- warning. Yeah, for And then we'll put some one. cool music in here. Oh, absolutely. 
as soon um, as we find out what kind of music we can actually yeah, use. As soon as we find royalty-free music. All right, so we open on our first episode titled Ignition, and uh, Ignition. it just it just kind of fucking cold opens here with, uh, I think, the city, right? Yeah, this is the ruined city. Uh, Natsume's dad is investigating, trying to figure out what, you know, just historical investigations. Right, archaeology. yeah. Yeah, and it's just like this desolate wasteland. Um, I haven't actually watched it yet, but it feels very reminiscent of like Mad Max and shit. Just, you know, your mm-hmm. your desert, your destroyed buildings in the background, all that fun stuff. And uh, almost immediately shit goes wrong. Um, I believe we have like the dad, there's a dad here. He's got uh yeah, think, dad, a couple it? of friends. Yeah, and then Natsume, Natsume is there. Yeah, <laughs> and then our our lovely main character Natsume just fucking snuck aboard this truck to uh, to the city, and yeah, because she wants to spend time with her dad. Yeah, which because he's is, a good dad. Yeah, and it's understandable, but also. Yeah. Um, you shouldn't go follow your dad into what is presumably a war zone. Yeah, I I mean, war zone, mm-hmm. that, that is one way to put it. I'd say it's more like a... Hellscape? Uh, is hellscape a better word? It's a dangerous area. Yeah, it... Yeah, it's, uh, like going, it's like following your dad into, like, the middle of a forest that you know was full of bears. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Not a good idea. Uh, I'm looking now. It takes approximately uh, a minute and a half for shit to go wrong. Um, <laughs> and after that, a uh, this huge monster with cool-looking spikes just pops out of the ground and uh, starts chasing them. Um, yeah, and I, I, I do want to say, like... Um, oh, gosh, what do I want to... So there's, like, two things, like, that kind of really struck me, like, that this first episode mm-hmm. uh so I, I guess part of this is jumping a little ahead but i really love how do you like the sense of scale in this absolutely because you, you can tell how big fucking decadence is like you can see these yeah. like huge ass tank treads mm-hmm. and just everything it is i love i love how to do that and also the, like it's a problem i have with some like modern anime and it's like understandable like the way to use cgi mm-hmm. it's just i get that they anime is like yeah we're putting this stuff out quickly but man some of it just looks like crap some of the cgi it really does but i think in this show they do it well especially because they're using it on models that they're going to be using over and over again that that makes sense to be using over and over again i totally agree and um and i think they do it pretty well too yeah and i, I agree with you that cgi is overused but yeah so natsume ends up getting put in an ambulance after her dad's truck gets fucking obliterated and then uh, he runs off, and we see the huge ass fortress, and we get our title screen. Mm-hmm. Also, um, one thing about the title screen, it feels very reminiscent of a uh, <laughs> of an MMORPG, which we will talk about later. Um, yes, we will. <laughs> and I, I, I'm sure that was the intent, but I look at this and I'm like, damn, that makes me think of Final Fantasy XIV, a game I've <laughs> never played. Yep. 
I'm I, like, damn, that makes me think of Monster Hunter World, a game I too. have also never played. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it also does. This game, uh, this uh, anime in general, has a very Monster Hunter feel yes. to it, which I absolutely adore because I really do like uh, Monster Hunter. Um, yeah. But yeah, so we continue on from there. We get our title card. Don't get an intro yet. We get the name of the episode, Ignition. <laughs> and uh, we start off in a classroom here. Get the, also, I would love to get my hands on like whatever font they're using in this series. If I can find that, I would love it. If anyone out there knows where I can find this font, the Decadence font, Japanese, English, both of them, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Please let me know. I love it so much. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm a huge same. nerd. I love fonts. Fonts good. Fonts um, good. Yeah, so they reveal immediately that these monsters are called the Gadol. Yeah, oh, actually, real quick. What's up? I, actually, did you did you watch the dub or the sub? I am watching the dub, actually. Is it and different I'm watching than the, the sub? sub. Uh, no, no, no. There's still a Gadol. Uh-huh. I mean, I, I'm, I'm pro- I might pronounce it slightly differently because, yeah, you know, yeah, you you do the fancy fancy Japanese pronunciation. Yeah, because I, I can't help it. I took seven years of Japanese. <laughs> no worries. If I, I don't pronounce things, I'd be wasting all of it. Yeah, if I don't pronounce the Japanese, I am wasting the seven years I took. That is understandable. I still want yeah. to uh, learn learn Japanese at some point. Yeah, they talk about how the Gadol emerged as a dire threat to humanity, and that 90% of the human population is just fucking gone. Um, yep. just... <laughs> we see a bunch of our, uh, we see a bunch of people called the Power going out to fight the Gadol. We get some, like, panoramas of the huge fucking fortress that is, uh, decadence and of course the first thing that pops into my mind is uh howl's moving castle when i see that (laughs) because it's just so ginormous and like you were saying earlier its Mm -hmm. scale is yes the scale is awesome and i god i i love that thing i love how it's like really cool but it also looks just kind of stupid to me oh absolutely it looks like a dumb fucking crown (laughs) yeah and like the way it tra- like the transformation too, like it turns like a huge fucking fist to punch things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um I so I, I did take some notes. I'm realizing that I need to take uh some better ones. <laughs> um but yeah, so we learn we learn here as well about the different roles that people can get. So there's the power, which is like the uh like the soldiers, you get mm-hmm. just other people who do various jobs, and I think they're all they're all called tankers. There's like well, tankers. all the humans are tankers, and then like all the not all the, all the colorful people are called gears. Gotcha. Oh, okay. and then the power they is just the fighting force. Okay, see in general. I don't think the dub communicated that very well because I am six episodes in and completely missed that. Um, (laughs) so I'm glad you said something. I have here that like the steampunk aesthetic is very good. Uh, (laughs) but yeah, almost immediately we meet Natsume again is probably like, I don't know, 17, 16. 
Yeah, and, somewhere in there, like older teen. Yeah, and uh, we noticed that, like, we saw we got a shot of it earlier where she was missing an arm, and now she is mm-hmm. this like three, four-ish fingered. Uh, yeah, it's like three, like yeah, about three fingers, like a little uh, prosthetic arm. Yeah, and I mean, it actually does make sense with like kind of the technology you see in the world that she can actually has like really nice dexterity with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think I want to say it's in like episode three or uh four they actually draw attention to her dexterity with the yeah with the hand but yeah Mm -hmm. it's it's very fucking good yeah so then she doesn't get uh she doesn't get a single job i think she's actually technically unemployed and so everyone gets what is she it, does like... end up getting a job. Okay. Um, but, but yeah, like, actually, I do kind of, like, actually, like, um, this part, like, where they're talking about the different roles and stuff and mm-hmm. decadence. Because, like, that's a nice way of, like, getting some world building out there, some yeah. basics. In, like, a natural way. Like, yeah, these are students, like, giving a report before they all get their assignments. Absolutely, yeah. And it's not, like you said, it's natural. It doesn't feel mm-hmm. like, uh, like, shoehorned in, like, this is the thing for this world. It's like... As you all know, you're getting assigned your jobs. Here's your jobs. And it's like, okay, that's really clever how you did that, because not a lot of other yeah. shows do that. So yeah, Natsume oh, also, gets turned down for the power, mm-hmm. it looks like. or Yeah, like they don't even respond, mm-hmm. is the thing, and that kind of hints at something we learn later. Right, and so she uh, ends up getting a job scrubbing the outside of decadence removing the gadol debris which is yeah. uh very funny so yeah i mean it's like yeah you get some on there you punch things with that and it, it splashes yeah quick note yeah there are actually brown people in this anime yeah there are and um oh my god i can't remember the uh the lady that natsume is current like constantly talking about the kurenai yeah, Kurenai is uh, my favorite character. She's very pretty. She is very pretty. <laughs> but yeah, no, so she gets a job cleaning the outside of Decadence. And she's just very fucking flustered that she's like not going to be doing mm-hmm. repairs or she's not in the power. And it's like, yeah. Oh, yeah. But this is also where we met uh, Kabudagi. Mm-hmm. <laughs> who is <laughs> I love him his, his character him. is very good it's odd he has an yeah. odd character but it's not mm-hmm. like bad he's it, yeah. it makes sense but I don't want to talk about it till we get to episode 2 <laughs> yeah his character is just really fucking unique so I will say off the top tons of catboy energy he has tons of catboy energy <laughs> Yeah, I was watching it, and you just... I, I was like, oh, I like Kaburagi. And you were like, uh... He has Catboy energy. And I was like... Yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> I'm not gonna disagree with you. I'm right, and I should say it. You are, and you should. Um, <laughs> it was just very funny. Um, but yeah, so we... Just... Uh, we just see her go through this, like, it's not quite a montage, but it's pretty damn close of, mm-hmm. uh, 
her just going through and cleaning and talking about how she ends up sitting there and talking with Kaburagi about how she wishes she could be a part of the power. And I think he's like, you shouldn't want to be a part of the power. Stop. Yeah, he's... <laughs> no, you'll you'll just waste your time and die. Do not. Mm-hmm. And then we Wars need a... Uh... Oh, Fennel? Yeah, Fennel. Um, the straight man. Yeah, I... <laughs> I have here in my notes, oh, look, a green-haired bastard man. And then immediately after, god damn it, he's horny. Um, <laughs> yeah, and, I mean, it's at least not like a big focus, but like he pops no. up a couple of times. Yeah, and he's not and even I mean, that horny. He's just yeah, a man He's just like an awkward man. Like, yeah. Yeah, and so he gets a little bit of screen time with her. Oh, yeah, he goes in to try and kiss her, and he just, like, she just, like, pushes him away. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, Natsume ends up going over to Kaburagi's. Oh, yeah, so she goes over to uh, Kaburagi and brings him his, uh, he has, water like, a, skin, yeah, yeah. water skin. And yeah, like, she's, you know, like, yeah, and, like, why don't you, like, throw me yeah. a party, bro? Like, welcome <laughs> me to the team. Haha, <laughs> you should give me a party, friend. And I've <laughs> already brought <laughs> everything, brought so please. <laughs> some great physical comedy with her face being yeah. squished in the goddamn door. <laughs> She's like, yeah, I haha, <laughs> I came all the way out here. Let's have this party. <laughs> so then we cut back uh, after the little, like, break in the middle there and she is drunk and complaining about how she, she didn't get into the power yeah um, just go to your boss's house get mm-hmm. wasted it's fine always and so Kaburagi's like why the fuck do you want to be in the power so bad and she's like I want to stop this war and he's just like please stop this is a pipe dream then they uh they continue on with their back and forth about her being like i want to be in the power and he's like no and then and then uh, and then we we see yeah we see arguably one of the best characters in the show um (laughs) pipe is his name i don't think he gets that name for a little bit here yeah, just for he doesn't get the name for a minute, but yeah. So there's this little cute, uh, like six-legged gadol, and uh, Natsume immediately tries to kill it with a knife. Um, <laughs> she immediately grabs the knife to go after that and kill it, and Kaburagi just grabs her like ponytail and Tail? yanks yeah. her back, and she falls again. Great physical comedy in this show, it's, and uh, it's so wonderful. She. She's like, oh, shit, this thing isn't dangerous. So then she rubs it and it like there's like a little plume of steam, which is very good. Yeah, it looks like it was supposed to be like a little whale, but Mm -hmm. it it just came out tiny. Yeah, it's all it's it's a little uh, just a little dude and he's fucked up. Just a little dude. I love him. It's just like a little Pillsbury Doughboy. Yeah. And then she names him uh, she names him Pipe. Cause he, had, cause he picked up a little pipe and she was like, yeah, yeah. your name's Pipe now. I also love that his name's Pipe and he blows out like the little puff of smoke yeah. or steam or whatever. Then we get to... Goodest boy. Yeah, after that, it cuts to like a drunken man just wandering an alley. Mm-hmm. And then he passes the fuck out. Yep. I... <laughs> 
So then Kaburagi walks up and checks this dude's neck with what I thought initially was a gun. I thought Kaburagi was just walking up and <laughs> shooting this dude. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Kaburagi's like a cold He's going to walk murderer? up and check his vibe. Yeah. Um, that's, I mean, listen, fantastic. I think that's a bit more than just a vibe check. <laughs> that is <laughs> I don't think shooting someone when they're <laughs> unconscious from drinking too much is is a vibe check, but he was apparently checking a chip in their neck and yep. just yeah, take it out. It's done. Yeah. He said uh cuz yeah, cuz I mean like as we like get later, it's probably the system pretty much uh killed that guy yeah for and, stepping out of line basically and it was kaibodagi's job to just go over there and recover the chip probably yeah. so that no one does an autopsy and finds it absolutely think, yeah at least. that that makes a lot of sense so then he just is like he starts talking to this mysterious voice about uh error codes and the rate of discovery of bugs then there's the line, remember, the world must be free of bugs. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know when we get this guy's name, but this dude with cool ass, like, I don't know. Like, Fucking Kamina glasses. Yeah. And he's like, ah, yes, the world must be free of bugs. Then Kabaragi's like, the world must be free of bugs. I'm sorry, that guy's design, it just, it oh just really God. tickles me. He's a fucked up Tetris block. I it really... Yeah. And I mean, we haven't seen the intro yet because they don't roll the intro until the second episode, but yeah. they do make a Tetris joke with it, They, <laughs> which is very good. It is. He's, he's just a fucked up wall. Yeah. And so then it cuts to the next day of work when Kaburagi and Natsume are there and Natsume is like, hey, remember when I got fucking shwasted at your place last night and you told me to give up on my dreams? I'm not fucking doing it. <laughs> and then an alarm goes off and we see this huge fucking uh, like Zora Magdalos. I think that's the thing, motherfucker, in the background. <laughs> and... All of a sudden, it turns into, like, a mecha anime, and there's just, like, a bunch of people sitting in a control room, and we got this guy named Minato, and he's like, prepare for battle. We're activating decadence. And I was just, immediately, I was just like, oh, shit, what the fuck is going on? Um, (laughs) I also wrote down in my notes, these things are just sentient evil gushers. (laughs) And I'm not wrong. They're full of juice. They are full of juice. Juice that we will talk more about next episode. But yeah, there's a huge alarm going off. And then we get the cool fucking transformation sequence. And a gate opens at the bottom of the fortress. And it just says, gate opening. And then we meet my favorite character, Kurenai. And uh, she's pretty. And that's all we have to say about her for now. Um, We'll -hmm. come back to her. Don't worry. So yeah, we just see a bunch of the Gadal charging this huge fortress with the ginormous fucking Gadal behind them. And everyone has to go and take shelter inside. And then just uh Uh-oh. Oh yeah, Fennel here gets uh gets stuck. Yep. And then he starts panicking and falls. Yeah, he grabs a he grabs uh the guy next to him who's uh 
wench was still working. Yeah. Because, like, his broke, which is, like, very bad in this situation. Things are about to start moving around. Yeah. Things are about attacking. You don't want to be out there. So he panics, grabs the dude next to him, and then they both fall. And then that, like, knocks over a panel and that all falls on uh, Natsume and uh, Kabadagi. Mm-hmm. And now they're all in the shit. Yeah, absolutely. And so after they um, seem to fall to their death, we get cool fight scenes against the Gadol. Uh, I just realized, because I'm re-looking at a lot of these scenes, that uh, there is a shot with all of the vehicles shooting off these, like, needles, which we'll get into later. Mm -hmm. And I don't think they ever explain... Like, I don't think that's a thing they ever use again, the truck having needles in it which is funny i mean or actually are you sure they weren't shooting from inside the um seats of the truck it came out of the front of the truck yeah oh yeah i mean uh, yeah yeah. so then uh then the dude that fell with fennel dies he just dies right in front of fennel fennel passes out because he saw a man die yeah, and then Karbaragi just goes ape shit and kills everything and rescues yeah. Natsume out of the air. Uh, mm-hmm. Jury's still out on what happened to Fennel. He might have died too. Oh, Fennel was... Und- no, Fennel didn't die. He was... Oh, no, he didn't die. He he comes back in the next episode. I don't know how yeah, he but no, But there is actually like a cut. Like, Because the thing is, is that like the Gadol, the thing they do that's special besides the whole being full of juice thing mm-hmm. is they set up their zone they're they're like it's like an anti weird anti-gravity field yeah so when they fell into that that saved them because well what kills you is to fall at the end so if you don't fall all the way it doesn't kill you so like they kind of just got suspended and that one guy got cut in half because the good all saw him and said mm-hmm. it uh it darth mauled his ass um yeah which like rip but yeah, we do see like a scene in this episode with a uh, fennel hiding under a car. So we do know he's alive. Okay, yeah, episode. you're right. Um, and then uh, yeah, they fire a bunch of harpoons from their giant moving fortress into this again colossal gadol. It puts up its uh <laughs> zone, which every time. Every time I see it, all I can think of is AT Fields from, again, Evangelion, because I have a problem and like that show. And then we get the rest of the transformation sequence with, like, the credits and the intro music over it, and it's sick as hell. There it are, is like, sick as hell. all these the arms tra- moving off of the thing. Yeah, like, all these, like, op- optical fibers mm-hmm. and nerves and neurons activate. Getter. Yeah. Activate anti-shock harness. Like, they do just say shit, but it's cool, yeah. so who cares? Um, yeah, it's, it's a cool robot sequence. It's cool robot. Yeah, uh, wow, cool robot, if you will. Wow, cool robot. And then, uh, the top of Decadence comes to make a fist. <laughs> and then it just links together and does a huge fucking punch that just annihilates the Gadol in a single hit. Yeah. <laughs> it's it is incredibly stupid looking, but it's so cool at the same Absolutely, time. Absolutely, yes. And then uh we just see Natsume and Kaburagi standing in the wreckage with yeah, yeah, fennel underneath a the car there. And we see just 
um, a bunch of just carnage. There's a bunch of destroyed uh, yeah. Gadol and stuff. And then we see a bunch of weird fucked up Lego knockoffs um, just out of nowhere. It just kind of happens. There's like a fucked up triangle, like pyramid with legs walking around. And it's very colorful. Um, and it says, congratulations to all staff. Keep your Oxyone supplied. And please don't forget to reboot as necessary. And with that, have a profitable day. Those lines should be, uh, they're, they're very prevalent. Yeah, I have in my notes here, it just says at the end, oh, so we got some fucky corporate involvement here. Okay. <laughs> Episode, yeah, we sure do. Yeah, that's that. That's an understatement. Episode one has a lot of just shit that happens, and it's mm-hmm. it's a lot, but not in a bad way. Like it, it does so much with just the couple of things it provides. If that makes sense, like okay, here's your rundown of how this place kind of runs and how it works and functions and like the for lack of a better term hierarchy of it all and then also here's the giant fucking thing that made humanity need to survive in a goddamn fortress so like yeah good first episode for an anime um i i definitely i think i i think i messaged you after seeing that and was just like holy shit i really fucking like this <laughs> yeah you sure did it man i I got so many things to say, which is why we're going to keep talking. Yeah, about it. absolutely. So then we go on to episode two titled Sprocket. Sprocket. And so we start off just with that recap of the huge fucking punch. And looking at it again, there's another thing that I didn't notice. The like nerve connections that I think they is what I think they referred it referred to it yes. as with the gigantic fist. They get like really stretched out and stringy looking and mm-hmm. it's super cool also, and it's like yeah, a shot like that you gotta use it oh you gotta use it again absolutely yeah and there's like i'm looking at again i'm looking at just like a still shot there's like parts that look like muscle fibers and tendons like it's very cool how they lay it out yeah it's like you it's like it's like that thing is well really it's what cgi is best for is like detailed and complicated things like this that you don't want your animators to draw over and over again that takes forever absolutely so you you do that with cgi you do those things with cgi so you can just keep using it and like that's the that's the good use of cgi in this series yeah because then it's all on a 3d model and then it's super easy and you don't have to worry about it because that's how that works Mm -hmm. right like just you just have a 3d model and then it's easy am i right like It's there's nothing hard about 3D modeling or animating. Yeah, but it's like it's an investment. A 3D model is an investment oh, yeah. because Absolutely. you do not want to draw all those interlocking parts every single time it's in a shot. And you want to have that thing in a no. shot because it looks cool as hell. We open up episode yeah. two here and uh, now we see why this is not so great. There are uh, a lot of dead bodies, a lot, yeah. a lot of injuries, lots of casualties. And actually, honestly... There are a ton of deaths, but when it's, you know, the end of humanity, six dead people is a lot. And the fact that any people <laughs> died at all sucks. Yeah. And as we'll go over later, uh, it sucks it, even really more. Shitty. Yeah. 
so we just kind of see them here in the debris. We get to see the, uh, I don't think I mentioned this. I don't, I don't think we mentioned this. There are people that butcher up the Gadol and mm-hmm. take their special juice, which I think it's called Oxio, right? Ox. Well, let me double check okay. the pronunciation of that or whatever. But that's, I think that's yeah, how they said they got it. got fuel. In, yeah. They have this weird stuff called Oxione in them. And it's this cool, like, uh, green liquid. And it, this is going to sound weird, but God, it, I want to drink it. <laughs> I valid honestly it's cool it just, green juice it looks anytime i see something like that in any media i'm just like but what if i drank it and the answer is it would probably just kill me but it yeah. at least looks tasty i mean from like just the name and the fact that it's used as a fuel i'd imagine it's a really good oxidizer so yeah it would totally kill you to drink that <laughs> let me drink the forbidden uh the Forbidden Green Gatorade. Forbidden Green Gatorade. Or, actually, you know what? I The Forbidden Mountain Dew. <laughs> this is Riddler's Brew. Oh my god, it's Riddler's Brew, no! Um, we found it! They hid it in, in monsters uh, around the world. Though, actually, part of me kind of, I do kind of wonder at the, at, like, what exactly the blood is, what this blood is made of, because, I mean... We see later, like, more refined forms of it. It's, like, green and glowing, of course, mm-hmm. which makes it even more tempting. Radioactive <laughs> uh, Mountain Dew. Radioactive juice. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. But it's, like, I, I do kind of, like, wonder, like, what is in there? Because, I mean, there's already creatures with green blood on Earth. Mm-hmm. Like, invertebrates, I'm quite sure. Really? I actually um, didn't know that. Like, oh, it yeah. makes sense. Plenty of blood colors on Earth. Interesting. Like, I feel like I knew this, and I definitely knew some of these, but I'm still just, like, hearing this. I'm just like, wow, really? That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Um, a lot of ways to get oxygen around your body. Yeah. Uh, turns out being a Vembo is uh, hard. But, yeah, we end up getting a shot here of Kuda and I and some of the other members of the power just standing over the six dead bodies with the with blankets with the power logo on them and i think they do a yeah they give them a a funeral yeah they have bagpipes which i mean good call yeah i i I do kind of like actually i think this is one of those things that like really like super fucking tiny world building details i kind of like seeing like bunch of different types of people mm-hmm. that are like actually on like what's basically like humanity's arc right and they brought a bunch of things with them including apparently bagpipes which honestly personal opinion bagpipes slap absolutely okay, they're just i love bagpipes i need get a bad rap i need a shot of someone in the show with a hurdy-gurdy like that's what i need now oh yeah after you've mentioned that's that we... <laughs> we just see yeah. someone in the background just cranking away at a hurdy-gurdy <laughs> Oh, going off on a hurdy gurdy. Let's go. Let's go, hurdy gurdy. Let's go. But yeah, then we get uh, a couple of like heart wrenching scenes of of loved ones of these members who have passed, and and just the consequences of these battles are like real for the humans. Yeah, and so I think here there's like a really good shot of Natsume, and damn, that was just. Like, it, it's just a still shot of Natsume's back to the camera and decadence in the background. And it's just like, fuck, <laughs> you know? And then yeah. uh, 
then we get just a weird shift again. Um, it's not weird. It changes on a dime and it's like, oh, what the hell's going on? So we get a narrator <laughs> saying, this is Decadence made by the, I want to get the name right. Solid Quake. Yeah, Solid Quake Corporation. And it zooms. Which is an interesting name, but corporations are always named weird yeah. anyway. So and then it zooms out on like this huge bubble over one part of Earth. And there's like this little gray, it looks like a spaceship hovering over this. Mm-hmm. It's dome. a spaceship. And personally, I think it's shaped kind of like the uh, needle on a record player. You're right. Yeah. I was initially thinking uh, like close to Star Destroyers, um, but. <laughs> A needle, like a record player needle, is actually a better description for it. And, uh, yeah, it, (laughs) um, this is a stupid comparison, but my first thought when I saw this is, oh my god, it's the dome from the Simpsons movie. (laughs) Which, again, is a bad comparison, but it's what popped into my head, so I'm saying it. Yeah. And then we get the title card again. We get like the decadence title card. And then we get the narrator again. It just says nothing virtual, pure reality. And I'm like, my my initial thought was like, oh, my God, is this entire show fake? And it's just a video game. Like, I can't I can't do Sword Art Online again. I've already watched this. (laughs) I've already watched Sword Art Online. I don't need any more of that. Uh, Oh, that's. That's so unfortunate. I'm so sorry you watched it. Yeah, it I thankfully didn't watch all of it. I only watched the like the main game that they played the first time when I was like 14. So some crimes can be forgiven, turns out. Um <laughs> some crimes can be forgotten at least. Unfortunately, I cannot forget uh um, Sword Art Online. Zanendas net. But yeah, it just keeps going off like it's again like this is some video game and it's really weird. And then we see uh, a weird little I said Lego before, but I don't know. Some of these dudes straight up just look like Tic Tacs. There's one here that looks like a Game Boy. <laughs> There's just like these little. Yeah, I, on a... yeah Kabudagi. He's an off brand BMO. Oh, my fucking God. Oh, my God. You're right. I don't know what to say to that because you're just right. (laughs) Oh, my God, that's amazing. But yeah, so we get a couple of shots talking about how these people will be part of the Gears and assist in the Decadence Fortress and how they get to create their own custom avatars. And then we see the uh, shot from the first episode of the trucks and the Gadal meeting up. And it's talking about how you'll get to play as people who fight against the deadly creatures called the Gadal. Weird. I didn't think this was a uh, video game. And then, yeah, so apparently these little funky dudes are called cyborgs. Makes sense, given the lore of them, which we'll get into later. So one of them just asks, what happens when you die? They say your avatar is a physical object, meaning the player death is permanent. And so immediately when I saw that, I was just like, Wow, this is fucking horrible. They just kill mm-hmm. off humans for entertainment. Yeah. Like, shit, what if you just played an MMO and every time you died or something, every time you die in, in Destiny, your character is permanently dead, and also you just killed well, an actual living human being? 
Well, I mean, as far as the avatars go, I they seem like I I I don't know if they go into like how they're made exactly, but they definitely seem like some kind of weird background thing. Mm. So that avatar is probably I I don't know. It might be background. It might be like a android for all I know. Right. Yeah. It's a remote control body. Though. Yeah. Some of the gears are definitely. Uh... Like some of the yeah, they're like the gears we determined earlier are like not human, but I think mm-hmm. it's in it's definitely insinuated that like they also control humans here, and I mean as we'll see well, later, I I don't think I really don't think they control because if nothing else, if you control a human that already has a life, that's kind of harder to hide. Not if you control all of them. Mm. So like that's but no, I, I that's what I thought like, was I mean, going co- on here was that they yeah control no them. I don't I don't really think that's what they don't control like human humans they have like their own separate avatars they control interesting Kabudagi just looks like a human because that's how it's more convenient where he is uh huh that's interesting I definitely was under the impression that all of these guys were controlling humans nope. That has interesting implications for something we'll figure out later, which I didn't realize. Uh, yeah, so with that new information in my brain, um, I, I think that might just be attributed to me not accurately knowing what gears were. Because I, again, I like I said, I, I missed that and I think maybe I just missed it in the dub or something. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, these little cyborgs are, I mean, one, they're adorable. Yeah, I I love they're them. a bunch of funky little dudes. Yeah, I they dudes would make butters. They would make really good like plushes. Yeah, and then we get the intro, which is a banger. It is. It is such a banger. I love it. Uh, we get lots of cool, just cool shots. Um, I'm I'm not going to go over the intro very much because it's the intro, but it's it's a fun intro and. I, I'm watching this on Hulu, and because uh, of Hulu's ads and ad placements, it cuts off the intro sometimes. Oh. Yeah, so, like, in the middle of the intro, I'll just start getting, like, dating app ads, and it's like, please go away. I didn't ask for this. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, honestly, I'm using my stepmom's account, and I guess she paid for the whatever version. I don't get the ads during that. Mm-hmm show yeah i i messaged so i that's interesting to hear <laughs> yeah in the middle of the intro i messaged no one i messaged my partner my partner last night in the middle of watching this because uh I, they're sharing their account with me and i was like mm-hmm. hey babe i'm i'm sending you i'm gonna start sending you whatever money you need so we can get the full version of hulu so i don't see dating app ads in the middle of my watching yeah though honestly i miss free hulu oh me too don't we all don't we all yeah. miss free Hulu? Pour one out for free Hulu. Uh, honestly, I wish I had something to pour into my water bottle here for comedy, but I don't. Um, I do not have enough water left. Yeah. Then we see uh, Kabura- actual Kabaragi. The off-brand Bimo. Yeah, off-brand Bimo. I'm going to start referring to human Kabaragi as punished Kabaragi. <laughs> Which, again, is accurate. So, yeah, Kaburagi just steps into, like, this huge landscape. And, uh, I I mean, one of the things that I want to bring up here is, like, all of the cyborg worlds are so 
pretty and like their landscapes are so good it's also interesting to see how much they uh they contrast the the real world i guess the human world i guess you could call it yeah i i love it a lot yeah i love the contrast i love that these are both environments in the same show yeah like that's like um honestly before i started watching this is like the thing i kind of saw first was like yeah there's a show and like there's like these screenshots and like these like this funky little dude in his little orange room and mm-hmm. this person fighting monsters these are the same anime and i'm like yeah damn what happened and- there in later episodes, it utilizes the, like, flipping back and forth really well. Yeah. it It's one of my favorites. One of my favorite things is just how it'll, like, effectively use its time for both uh, the cyborg world and the human world. Yeah. And so there is a point here where it just kind of gets existential for our cyborg friends. Mm-hmm. They just, uh, they just kind of start, like, talking about how, damn, we're disposable. Which might not be until later in the episode, I think. So they just start going through and, like, there's a segment here, and I can't remember if it's this episode. Yeah, it's this episode where all of the gears are sitting together in a, in a van. All of the, like, top-level gears are sitting together. Yeah, this is, like, a shot from the past. And yeah, this is all the top, the top rankers. Yeah, I guess I should have understood that Kaburagi wasn't human, but it didn't click to me. Like he's not human in these shots, but it just did not click in my brain. I guess. Yeah, it. But to be fair, like the orange he is is, it's only like so much off from human skin tone. Uh-huh. But he is orange. Yeah. Which and I'm seeing it. Most now. people shouldn't be. Yeah, I'm seeing it now on on my uh my computer monitor and it's more noticeable here which is interesting because i was watching it on my tv in my living room so oh yeah that's always fascinating the kind of color profile differences between different screens it's a pain in the ass when you're making art oh absolutely yep so yeah we see them all sitting together in a in a van talking about how someone hacked the game to make it feel more real. And so you could experience more pain, which is something. Um, I'm not dwelling on that too long. More, not more (laughs) than I have to at least, but basically what it boils down to is when you do that, I think they say it's like removing the limiter. It's a, yeah, it's a limiter removal. And it lets you like, it lets you like use all of your power, man. Yeah. Um, you get to use all your powers, but also doing that will fucking kill you. Yeah. Which is wild to me. So, like, it's... Yeah. You do that and you just fucking and it's, die. You know, and it's cheating, so it's forbidden. Yeah. And these fools forgot to turn on private chat. Yeah, and so then they're, like, their manager slash super... Their supervisor, I think comes on as like yeah, Hugin. hey uh i think you guys meant to have that in the break this conversation in the break room but i'm gonna pretend like i didn't hear anything and then he definitely doesn't pretend like he didn't hear anything and acknowledges this <laughs> conversation later oh yeah no this is minato hears them and minato is actually kind of cool so yeah minato's like listen He's actually, like, the cool supervisor. He's like, yeah. Yeah, sure, you can 
take a 30 minute bathroom break. I'm not looking at you. I'm not paying attention to it. Just don't get in trouble with the manager. They do get in trouble with the manager. Yeah, they get in trouble with the manager, which is the fucked up Tetris dude from episode one. <laughs> That's we're ju- coming out Tetris. Dude. Yeah, we are jumping the gun a little bit. So they go out and, and hunt yeah. some more uh, Godal. And then I don't remember the the blue guy's name. Blue? Oh, Mikey. Yeah, Mikey. So Mikey is, I think, what is it? Number one on their, like, rankers for top No, tiers. he's an up-and-comer. Oh, he was an up-and-comer. Kaburagi was a former number one, correct? I, I'm not certain if he was number one, but, like, when we see him, he's in, like, the top five spot. Right, okay. So, yeah, basically, these gear are just... They used to have a ranking system, so you could see who was the best, and it was, like competitive monster hunter but also again there are actual humans dying mm-hmm. then we get uh this neat little shot of kaburagi walking over picking up some oxione and like recharging himself with it which is yeah interesting that these little ro- these little cyborg men run off of oxione and then mm-hmm. he does this like cute little smile it's very good so then he goes and starts talking to his friend here, whose name I don't remember or care about. Yeah, I, don't... I don't think he really comes up yeah. much, but yeah. He's got like a one-up yeah, mushroom he was... head. He looks like a Twinkie. There's nothing really else to him. Also, all <laughs> of these... Man in a hat. Yeah, this is like the worst outfit design ever, but because they're little like funky cyborg men, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I mean, honestly, like, actually, this is one of those things where it's like, I wonder how much control they have over how they look. Yeah. Like, I imagine it's a, it's a lot, because some of them look like they just hit random in the character creator. Mm-hmm. Like, Kaburagi actually what, feels kind of planned out. Yeah. You know what? I bet you, and, like, their cyborg bodies, their gear bodies, all of that, mm-hmm. I bet you there's a gotcha system in this world. <laughs> I bet you they got a fucking gotcha system. Oh, my God. System. Gear gotcha. <laughs> Yeah. What's so what's actually I, kind of interesting to me is it doesn't seem like the people in this world have to like pay rent or anything. Not within this world, they have to do it within like the human world, I would assume for the corporation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like for the cyborgs, I think the uh well let's let's talk about capitalism. Let's talk about capitalism. It's sucks. Yeah, it's bad and uh this is this is basically what I learned, like, in episode two, is that this is about a capitalist hellscape. Mm-hmm. Like, this is, and this is like, what if the Hunger Games, like, the Hunger Games is, like, the one that everyone always points to, because it was just the most popular one for a while, when you think of yeah. apocalyptic settings. And, like, what if, yeah... What if you had a capitalist government that was fucked up, but also they treated cyborgs good and killed off almost every single human? Um, and I don't know if it's yeah, talked it's... about in this episode or a later one, but basically a climate disaster happened. So mm-hmm. all of these rich people, and I think it explicitly says rich people, correct? It's... uh. It's pretty much the corporations took over. Yeah, it, it it's like so pretty explicit in saying um, that like corporations and the rich transfer themselves into little android bodies and escape. And then they put the rest of humanity in like this little bubble. 
And I think they said that the initial intent was to like restore humanity, right? Like that was their initial well, intent. I mean, that's see, what they that said part, it was. That doesn't sound like something I. Am hmm. I just talking out my ass here? I might be. Yeah. That. Yeah. I mean, actually, no. I, I'm sorry. I was checking the wiki. Mm-hmm. So they might have been like humans got turned into cyborgs at some point, but at, at this point, it's. It's like they're kind of like entirely different people at this point, you know? Absolutely, yeah. Because like as much time has gone by, it's best to just consider different things. Yeah. And also the way they get scrapped, the cyborgs. Yeah, and we don't see any of that yeah. until... Uh... <clears throat> oh, well, no, we do see a bit of it in, in two here. But we don't really see a lot of it until uh, episode six, um, which has yeah. the most notes for my document here. <laughs> it's a hell of an episode. It is. But we'll get there in the next episode of the podcast. Uh, right now, we're talking about two but, still. Yeah. Because, so, like, yeah, like, at least, like, from what I, I've been kind of able to gather is that, like, this is at least Solid Quake. It's probably, like, a hybrid entertainment fuel company. Right. Because that's basically just using decadence to both keep people... Oh, God, what's the word I'm looking for here? Keep people placated, I think, is the word I'm looking mm-hmm. for. It's, like, to keep them keep them working you have to give them some type of entertainment you are mechanized completely yeah you still there's still a person they still need entertainment right or something that keeps them going because you can't just work them forever this is literally without anything just like what if everyone was a twitch streamer (laughs) um (laughs) oh my god this is what happens when amazon takes over the world yeah, honestly, that's basically that's basically what this is, but um, because like it's like they're basically just gamifying their fuel uh, extraction. Yeah, and it's uh, it, it reveals to us the the truth behind capitalism that the two biggest evils are fuel companies and gamers. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's absolutely wild. So Kabaragi is like one of the top players, which we said before. And then uh, Mikey, whom I think Mikey has like the cutest design out of all of them. Yeah, which... he's like a little, he's like a little sporty dude. He's got like a little face shield. And yeah, stuff. it reminds me a little bit good. of. I don't, I can't place it. It reminds me of Speed Racer. It does have a very Speed Racer vibe. Yeah, something about the face feels familiar, but I can't place it. Also, yeah, the goggles are very good. They're like Flygon goggles and i fuck with that yeah mikey very good design very good love that little uh, man. too bad he's going to die because he asks kaburagi for advice on how to release the limiter so he can get stronger and continue climbing up the ranks because he slowed down climbing up the ranks and that was really interesting to me because i at one point in time was involved in a couple of competitive uh scenes mostly uh smash and it's like when you're in the early stages and you get really good, not always, but you tend to, if you're really good, just like climb all the way to the top really fast. And then you kind of plateau, which is normal. You have to build up the the higher level skills and get better there. Yeah. But yeah, it's like to me, though, like him, his kind of motivation to me, it felt more like, um, well, not more, but also like sort of like his search for like meaning and like what's ultimately a very empty and oppressive system they're all stuck mm-hmm. in yeah because it's like what what can he do to give his life meaning like what does he actually have control for like maybe i can do this maybe i can 
become really good at this and I'll be valuable to the company. Absolutely. And they won't be able to just replace Absolutely. Me. And here in my notes, I have, uh, I have, oh, so they're dealing with the realization of being disposable to a capitalistic society. Yeah, because, like, as far as the company is concerned, as long as there's still someone around to do the stuff, it's, like, it's, it's a lot of the show, I feel like, is about, like, the devaluation of life by in capitalism. Absolutely, yeah. And it's, we yeah. haven't really, like, dissected a lot of what the show's about, but it's very much uh, anti-capitalist, which is always good. Mm-hmm. And it really does just fucking at every turn. It's like, yeah, this shit fucking sucks. Maybe we should team up together and have faith in other humans. And I didn't mention this before, but there's no... Like, Natsume is neurodiverse. She's definitely ADHD at the least. Mm-hmm. She's all over the place, and I love that for her. Very good. And it also... The whole thing with, like, oh, you need to eliminate the bugs feels very interesting to me still, because it's like... Yeah. Oh, I mean, it's revealed here in, I think, three or four, maybe, that Natsume is in herself a bug. And I, I know I'm jumping the gun there. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, I, it might happen in episode two where they reveal some. It, it doesn't it doesn't take too long. But anyway, yeah. but yeah, it's very much like the the valuation of life and the enforcement of conformity. Mm-hmm. It sucks. Absolutely. Yeah. And it reminds me a lot of how like. Uh, our society uh joker voice we live in a society but how our society is just like oh yeah you can't be neurodiverse you have to focus 100 percent of the time or like if you do have adhd it's like uh, then you can just focus on your work you don't need free time or relaxation time we will exploit your your mental illness which i, I don't like that word but uh, you're, we will exploit your ADHD, and it's just like this. This show says a lot with so little, and it's very interesting to me. Mm-hmm. But uh, he makes his his room private, which it's interesting to me that they can hide themselves away in private in this weird cyborg capitalist society because it feels like that's a thing they wouldn't do. I feel like it does actually, you know, I, I think this is actually a comment that belongs later in this series because there's some things coming up. Ooh. But I feel like that's something that's built in for reasons. Interesting. I, I feel like I don't know what you're talking about and I'm already halfway through. Ex- no, you're only halfway through. But So yeah, no, this is something from like the back, the back, the back half, half oh. I'm talking about that I'm just gonna, I'm gonna say there's reasons, probably. Uh-huh. But yes, it is a bit odd. You should definitely take note of it. Interesting. I am intrigued and excited to continue on with this. I will likely be watching more of it tonight. So, But yeah, <laughs> after Kaburagi privates the room and is like, all right, I'll explain it to you. We cut away then to the battlefield again, or in, in the truck, rather. And they're talking just about the rankings and how... Mikey's gonna move up the rankings. And then Mikey releases the limiter as soon as he gets into battle. And mm-hmm. immediately gets found out. And this is where the big block yeah. man gets introduced. And you know, uh, you've seen Into the Spider-Verse, right? Yes. Okay, then you know where I'm going with this. I've seen it multiple okay. times. Glad. 
good movie. I love Into the Spider Verse. It's so good. It's so good. Watching Into the Spider Verse. Yeah, uh, watch, <laughs> watch Into the Spider Verse, uh, and watch the sequel that comes out next year. Question mark. Hopefully, uh, it, I'm Question sure mark. it will. But yeah, Hugin remind Hugin is our Hugin. I guess is a better Hugin. Hugin, whatever. Yeah, whatever. He is the big fuck off block man. He's kingpin. Yeah, he's kingpin. That's what. That's why I mentioned kingpin and Kamina Shades. Yeah, that's why I mentioned Spider Verse. Then promptly forgot it. Uh, remember when I talked about ADHD? Um, but yeah, he just says the world must be free of bugs, and then one of the cyborgs just crawls out for mercy as he's held down by two more block men, and then saw like his head is sawed off, and then yeah, they pull out his core. Yeah, like a reactor core thing is pulled out of him. There's yeah, it's green and glumpy and glowing. Yeah, there's probably full also boxium. this thing called Munin, and uh, it's like... Little bop it. It's like this fucked up orb with faces on it, and I hate it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because, uh, spoiler alert, within the human world, it's a, it's a Corvid, and of course they make the Corvid the thing that accompanies the Badman. Which, and the, the other guy still fucking <laughs> yeah, fucking rectangle yeah. So, Hugin says violating confidentiality is a major bug, which is just wild. He also says that it still remains a valuable resource, which is just again too too present, too real when it comes down to it. So. <laughs> But then we cut over to the, like, ranking room that they were all in before. And our cute little friend is getting electrocuted. Mikey is getting electrocuted for releasing his limiter. And they say, we can't have top, we can't have cheaters in the top ranks. So they shut down the leaderboard. Then we just get this, like, pan around shot of a bunch of the other top ranked players, which is interesting. and sort of important for later mm-hmm. but then the mikey's just standing there like completely gone his eyes have like that thousand yard stare and then kabaragi just looks down in horror and all all of the other top ranked players start fighting amongst themselves except for kabaragi and yeah they all just knock each other out and then uh, Hugin comes in and says they're all like children. And then it goes to the bumper, the mid-roll, whatever you'd like to call it. Which is also very yeah, good. Yeah, all of the... They're very cool all, bumpers. Yeah, they're always super pretty. And I didn't talk about it the first time, yeah. but the first one was the fist <laughs> for uh, mm-hmm. for Decadence. But yeah, the second one is... What is it? I can't tell. Oh, it's like parts of Decadence combining together, which is very cool. Then we get down into... We we cut back in, and it just says instruction on screen. And we get Hugin talking to Kaburagi, asking if, if Kaburagi instructed our friend Mikey on how to release restraints because of the conversation that they had in the car. And... 
Hugin's basically like, listen, we're not going to kill you for this. You're going to be an armor repairer by day and a recovery agent for bugs by night. That's your whole goal. So then he makes Kaburagi say the world must be free of bugs. I have here in my notes, Sora, it's Riku. They put bugs in him, which is a Kingdom Hearts joke. <laughs> and uh, They put bugs in him. <laughs> Sorry, you really caught me with that. Yeah, it's just, I, it's if you haven't heard it, it's one of my favorite jokes. Like, it's not even a joke. It's just one of my favorite bits in uh, in Kingdom Hearts is it's Riku. They put bugs in him. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's really, that's really sending me. Mickey, it's Riku. Uh, they put bugs in him. <laughs> God. <laughs> Oh, but yeah, so he has to go and recover bugs at night. And so there's like, there's a small but significant portion of human population that maybe. Yeah, so this is why I thought it was humans that were being controlled. <coughs> Hugin says uh, there's a small but significant portion of the human population that may become capable of bringing trouble to our world. In simple terms, they're bugs. So that's why I thought that they also controlled humans. Because there's also this, like, graphic. Um, Craig is still here. Good for him. Good for Craig. Thank you, yeah, Craig. thanks, Craig. We love you, Craig. Yeah. Uh, Shout-outs to my homie, Craig. But, yeah, <laughs> so there's also, like, this shot with, like, the corporate logo and the bugs, which are supposedly human inside. So that's why I was under the impression that it was all human. No, no, it, this is really more... um. What they do is they chip the humans so they can monitor them and, well, remotely shut them off, mm -hmm. a.k.a. kill them. Got it. Um, yeah, I'm glad that I'm bringing because, all this like, you know, stuff like, up because I was mm -hmm. so under the impression that it was one thing and it turns out it's another. So thank you for giving me the actual information because I missed it. And maybe that's just something I would have understood if I had, like, watched it again. But, yeah, so... We get our, our talk about Riku and the bugs that they put in him. So now Kaburagi is our only, our only top level gear who did not get sent to Cyborg Prison. Yeah, Cyborg Prison because, you know, we have to have the prison industrial complex everywhere. It, it always has to exist. Mm -hmm. You can't, can't have a yeah. capitalism without a prison, baby. Yep. The real prison is the capitalism we made along the way. Uh, then we we get this like shot of Kaburagi looking at uh, a tube of Oxyone and he tosses it aside because he doesn't want to do this anymore. And then we get to see more of uh, Cat Boy Ragi. Uh, what did I say earlier? Oh, punished Kaburagi. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Oh, actually, no. Let Let me just kind of circle oh, back okay, to yeah, him yeah. throwing away his oxygen. Yeah, because like I like I'd say like there's mm, in this episode, I guess like four main sort of coping me mechanisms mm -hmm. in this sort of society, fucking mm -hmm. like capitalism. And like, cause like we see Mikey and him wanting to not be replaceable and find some type of meaning in his right. life. And like that's one thing is throwing yourself into your work. And then uh, we kind of skipped over it, but uh, Kaburagi and his friend, uh, they went into the beans? 
whatever those are, they look like drugs. Mm -hmm. Okay, it was weird and trippy. I'm pretty sure it's drugs. Right, yeah. And then we see, like, this, Kabagi, like, throwing his oxygen away, like, because, like, he's, like, because like, now he's, like, kind of trying to grip at, like, the one thing he feels like he can control himself. Right. And his life, so he's, because the scene is him basically going, uh, having, like, a suicidal uh, ideation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And just being like, you know what, I'm just going to die on my own Very terms. much so. And at the, on screen yeah. it says, uh, it says, like, time remaining until scrapping 175 years. Which I can only mm -hmm. imagine must be, like, nothing for the cyborgs. If, if that's, like, him saying, I'm just going to die here, that has to be yeah. not a lot, then, for them. Yeah, I, yeah, we don't really get, like, a sense of what they're, like, what the individual time scale is for, like, cyborgs. Mm -hmm. But we do get, like, the information that, oh, yeah, no, this whole thing has been going on for, like, centuries. Yeah, I think... Like, I think later on they said it's been going on for 200 years, maybe 300. Yeah, something like that. Um, which... Yeah, for centuries, though. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he, he does toss that away, and he looks at, at the time until scrapping thing, and then he says, nah, that's for me to decide. Isn't that right, Mikey? And then it cuts back to Decadence. And that line... It was when I read that line, I just was like, this is fucked up on so many levels yeah oh and when we cut back to decadent so guess what we see um what, what do we what do we see cows we do see cows um yeah though i, I really gotta wonder cow, cows like mm -hmm, I, okay mm -hmm. so welcome to fantastic world building corner where i talk about just bullshit that doesn't matter cows aren't really the best idea for like such a confined space you yeah know? Cows aren't, like, that efficient. Like, sure, they make milk, too, but, like, it's... It, chickens are, like, a lot smarter. They have a better conversion rate. Cows, they're big. They poop a lot. They fart a lot, which... I mean, you could use a supplemental energy source, but they're really getting all this oxyone from, like, older doll. Right. So you don't really need that. <clears throat> and you really just gotta wonder, where are you keeping all these cows? How do you, how do you keep enough cows, like, to have, like, a stable breeding population? Mm -hmm. And to also use them for whatever you're using them for. I guess, like, in this society, it's mostly milk. Right. Mostly. It's... Because, like, I imagine, like, slaughtering them, that would probably kill too right. many. Right. Because, like, you don't have that much space if you really... And honestly, it'd be better to have, like, goats. I agree. They're smaller. They make milk. You can yeah. eat them. And, uh... Way they're cooler, too. Sorry, cow lovers. Goats are where it's at. Um, friend, friendship. <laughs> you say this in the lunar year of the ox. That's you come to me on the my daughter's <laughs> wedding. You say goats are better than cows. Oh uh, yeah, I mean goats are goats are cool. They're I I like goats. Cows are also good. Yeah, I, I like goats too. Um, just in ungulates are neat. But yeah, so the cut over to decadence. Yeah, anyway, they should be keeping goats and chickens. That's my little side. I agree. Yeah, and like. I mean, I guess it's just, like, cows are a thing that people re heavily associate with livestock. Cows it is. Like, uh, that's yeah. really the only thing I can think of. After we, we cut back to decadence, we see... And after my little yeah. corner. <laughs> um, we do see Natsume talking about joining the power again. And... Kaburagi's like, are you fucking kidding me? You're still talking about this? 
And Kabarak is like, please, for the love of God, stop. Like, Fennel hasn't even been able to come out here for work since everything happened. And she just kind of stays determined and is like, nah, I'm gonna fucking do this. Then she uh, has a blackmail picture of her with Pipe and Kaburagi in the background. So she's going to use this to try and get into the power. You uh, blackmail yeah, Kaburagi into to train, train her. her. That's yeah. right. Um, yeah, she says, you'll be kicked off decadence and left to the wasteland. <laughs> and Kaburagi doesn't want to live anyway, so he's like, yeah, fuck it. Yeah, he's like, okay, fine. Yeah, she's like, in cute little pipe, we'll end up in someone's lunch. Which, okay, hold on. No, going back to you talking about cows, why the fuck? Honestly, why do they have cows? They eat the goddamn Gadol. They well, to be fair to Gadol, while they are kind of like a constant threat, I imagine, like, for one thing, not, I don't think all of them are edible. Some of them definitely got to be poisoned That's true. somehow. But, and two, like, it's not a consistent food source. But those things are big. Yeah, like, I mean, you can't get a lot of meat off of that, but I don't know. If nothing else, so you can't get milk That's from true. them. Which, again, goats. Yeah, goats. You can Hi, milk a goat. Hey, if you're... You can milk any mammal, honestly. Hi. Hi. Huh? Hey, are you planning on starting a, a farm? Get goats. Don't get cows. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't actually... don't. That's not actual advice. I don't know shit about fuck when it comes to farming. I mean, honestly, if you're if you're like suburban, uh, you know, just like if you're not out in the country with a bunch of land, you, you should actually go for the goats. You don't need as much space for them. Yeah, goats are goats are cool. Yeah. So after after the blackmailing, Natsume owns up and is like i actually didn't take this with the intent of blackmailing you i'm sorry i wanted one for myself because it made me happy and then he's just such a good pipe is just such a good boy yeah pipe is oh my god like literally pipe is so fucking cute i really do love pipe every time pipe's on screen i just fucking smile yeah but uh on kaburagi's screen it just says operational limit near and she asks, why won't you trade me? And he says, my whole routine my whole routine is set until the day I die. Which is, again, a hell of a fucking yeah. thing. And again, too yeah. real. It's just another, like, capitalist... This is going line. knock, knock. Yeah. We're in your living uh, room. And then, he just, and then he just drops the line, and we're not far from it now. Which is a line. He's... Just mm-hmm. like, yeah, my whole routine set till the day I'm till the day I die, and it's not far away. Let's just do it. So then Natsume goes to the the shop, does some shopping for I think milk, right? Uh, I thought I just got the like she was just going in for food okay. of some sort. And then uh, she sees Kaburagi and chases after him and. Kaburagi here, as we we mentioned earlier that he is doing the yeah, chip, recovery. chip recovery for the bugs. And so Natsume sees this and thinks that he's stealing a wallet from a guy who's passed out drunk. Mm-hmm. And she's just like, oh my god, he's stealing wallets from drunk people? How could he? <laughs> 
Like, sir, are you that hard up? I'll give you my life savings. It's like four dollars. And then he just bursts out into laughter and she's like, what is my is my life savings not enough for you? And he's like, I've picked my last pocket. Don't worry. Because he's like fully expect her, expects her to like die. Now that she's like seen like behind a system that she's not supposed yeah. to be able to see behind. But then she doesn't because yeah, she doesn't know what the fuck's going on. She says, you're still and because... you're still mocking me, you jerkwad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, oh, yeah. And then we. I think that's like the end of this second. Uh, there's a little bit more. So it pauses mm. on on a screen of her yelling and Kaburagi says it makes no sense. She thought I was pickpocketing the guy. So then he starts doing a search on her and can find no information. And then he finds a single match. And that single match is dead. It is a picture of her as a child and she's just dead. Yeah, because she didn't shut down because her chip doesn't yeah, work. Yeah, it's because, and we'll get into it in the next episode. But yeah, so Kaburagi's like freaking out, and then Natsume is drunk in Kaburagi's apartment again. It's not even an apartment; it's again. like a shipping container. Yeah, I close oh, enough. It's a so place she's not he has. drunk. It's a flashback to when she was. Ah, uh-huh. and. She's just sitting here and has like the biggest, dumbest grin on her face. And he's just like, your smile is creeping me out, kid. And she's like, what changed your mind about wanting to help me become a sol- a soldier? And he says, good question. He, I think he says here, uh, I was curious about how a bug could get by in this world. And she says, when you say bug, and she's like, he says, I mean you. Uh, and I think he says, as in a tiny, weak, annoying creature, which I wrote down in my notes, him hiding his his cyborg speak behind being a fucking asshole is very funny and very good. God, there goes the fucking motorcycle. Oh, um, let's go motorcycles. <laughs> let's go motorcycles. But yeah, he's, <laughs> he's hiding his cyber talk. Cyborg top behind being a tsundere. True. I hate that, and I hate even more how accurate that is, because that is exactly <laughs> what he's doing. Um, so he takes her and he's a tsundere cat boy. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! Oh no! You can't hide from the truth. Kaburagi says, Nya, not clickbait. Natsume gets taken up to where the power resides, and she's like, this shit rules. Oh my god, this is the Gears base. Wow. We see, like, skin shops, and Kaburagi continues to go on his, his bug spiel, and he's like, if the world must be free of bugs, she can't be allowed to go on living. The girl's this girl's existence is devoid of value, which again is just it. It brings back that like, oh my god, they really do base their self worth on their work and what they accomplish. Mm-hmm. Which uh, the call is coming from inside the house. Yeah, yeah. It's it's very sad, but I, I think this this show is tackling just like capitalism and burnout and being tired by all of this in a very good way 
Mm-hmm. And so he says, I know without a doubt she saved me. And then he refills his Oxion. And that's the episode. Your music saved me. Yeah. Haha. <laughs> you saved me. Yeah. And that's it for episode two. And I think that's going to be it for this mm-hmm. episode of the podcast. This show is. Oh my God. It's so unique. And I cannot wait to talk about it more. All right. Let's go ahead and plug our social medias. Fantast. Where can we find you on the internet? You can't. Okay. Um, you don't <laughs> exist. <laughs> Is it because are you a bug? Is that why God. you don't exist on on the internet? Yeah, I'm a. You can find me uh, on Twitter at ab27. Fantast, spelled F-A-N-T-A-S-T. Good shit. And you can find me on Twitter at Corvid underscore Lenore. Corvid like the bird, Lenore like nevermore. And yeah, I think that does it for this first episode of Weebkend Warriors. Have a good Weebkend, everyone. And stay safe. 